gentlemen, special guests, and special friends, I'd like to welcome y'all today to our new show here, my friends. <laughs> That's a I forgot the words to it at the end, so I made up the last like two sentences. I didn't even know what song I used to sing as a kid. I don't remember where it's from, but it's, it's like always that beginning. Play along. That's a... It sounds. I don't know what show it's from, but it literally just goes, "Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, special friends and special guests." <laughs> and, That's and, and, you know, we have those random songs just stuck in your head from a kid, but you don't know where it's from. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> earworms. This man. is one of them. This That's is one of them for me. <laughs> So I apologize to anyone who had to listen to me sing. <laughs> I felt I felt inspired. <laughs> and for those of you who are wondering what you're listening to, this is That's Canon. It is a comic-based talk show that focuses on uh, whether it be one issue or a volume or an entire run. Uh, you know, we haven't done one of those yet, but we may attack that at some point, uh, looking at the overall run of a series. And uh, this is uh, part of the Franklin Armstrong Collective and franklinarmstrong.com. So thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Brian Doc Holiday. I'm one of the hosts, along with the gentleman to my left, who is David Colziel. And David, where are you from? <laughs> I'm from Montreal, Pierre. No, uh, no, it's not I, a dating show. Dating. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I weigh this, and my hobbies are this. I I, I like long walks, walks on along the beach, beach. <laughs> only at during sunsets. Oh, Rainbows God. are my thing. No, um, uh, no, I am a uh, co-writer of a uh, Trinity, a Montreal-based comic book. Most of the colorist for it underneath the branch of squaredidea.com, which is uh, a company started by uh, Mike Wilcox and Chris Nicholson to help promote local independent artists. Awesome. And on the screen, our boy. Yo, yo, yo. Repping from T Dot. AKA at that fit dude on Instagram. If you're looking for me, <laughs> added six it back. Six foot two, two, 20 vigilante in training. <laughs> <laughs> but so you added it back because you were saying recently, uh, you and I were yeah, talking yeah. Uh, recently, so, and you said you were going to come. Thinking, yeah, I'm thinking more and more that I'm going to have it reactivated. So there you I guess go. I might as well keep spreading the word. Get at people in the know. That fit, dude. Exactly as it sounds. There you go. Yeah, that's what I was saying to him last time when he mentioned it was, how did you get that one? Because that's impressive. It's crazy, actually. I I think, I think when did Instagram first come up? Oh, man, I don't know. It's all those years ago. Not 10 years ago. I don't know. I'm bad with, I'm bad <laughs> with technology. No one talked to me about technology. <laughs> 10, 15 years ago? It's like, I don't think so, dude. What, what's a snap? <laughs> No, actually, that one applies. Ain't nobody on Snapchat no more. <laughs> oh, boy. But, yeah, Toby, so... Uh, it's about eight years ago, so I got it about a year after. That, oh, okay. That that, yeah, that's a good time. That's a good time. Yeah. I don't think I've been on Snapchat that long. I I think I got on Snapchat in 2013, so five years ago. Uh, my original one was my show, Fantastic Cypher, P-H-A-N-T-A-S-T-I-Q-C-Y-P-H-A which I don't use anymore. <laughs> I think you just wanted to say because it sounds so dope with all yeah, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> But now you it's can find... Like, you, ever, you ever hear that song by Diddy? It's the D. The, uh, the oh, D. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what you just did. As quickly as I could, as quickly as I could. Uh, so we are going to be discussing a comic yeah. book that is dear to all our hearts. Uh, not not necessarily this story, but the comic book character is dear to all our hearts. Yes, we are all big and, fans. And I, I like I like the fact that you said not exactly this story, and I'm going to say why afterwards. Yeah. Uh, so this one that we are doing is the Superior Spider-Man Volume One, My Own Worst Enemy, issues one through five, written by Dan Slott and penciled by Ryan Stegman, 
and uh, the the story came out a couple years ago, two 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 years ago, uh, something like something two, about about uh, something like that, something yeah. similar to that, yeah. And uh, I mean, we're all pretty big fans of Spider Man, so it, 2013. Oh wow, this is yeah. 2013. Yeah. So this is when I started Instagram. Whoa, that, nice correlation without even knowing. Uh, yeah, dude, I didn't realize this was that old. Superior Spider Man was crazy. five years ago. I actually didn't think it was that old. I thought at least three because I've had this. Yeah, you have to trade. Issue. Yeah, I've had this. I think, yeah, I've had this for more than a couple of years. So, yeah. I mean, if anything, I thought it was about three years old. Yeah. I mean, but that. I guess that I, kind I of. I actually didn't look up the date. Yeah. I guess that kind of puts some aspects of it into perspective mm. now that I think about it. Uh, mm -hmm. But it doesn't take away from what the story is about, which is where we start. Ladies and gentlemen, the elevator pitch. This one is the Marvel pitch. Then, Peter Parker spent a lifetime living up to the responsibilities his powers foisted upon him, but his amazing story finally ended dramatically in the historic Spider-Man 700. Now, the new amazing Spider-Man has arrived and he is better in every single way. Smarter, stronger, superior. And uh, I feel, yeah. So that's the Marvel pitch for the run. And I'm not sure who wants to take their first stab at how they would do their elevator pitch. I'll let one of you guys go first. Yeah, yeah, because I'm already worried about what Dave's elevator pitch is going to be. Man, my elevator pitch. Hit us, Tobes. <sighs> this is actually pretty crazy. Because I, 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 you can't compare it to when Bizarro takes over as Superman because it's not that. Yeah, okay. Right? Um... You know what? This would be like if Lobo yeah. oh. decided to take on a Superman mantle <laughs> and somehow traded bodies with Superman. <laughs> and, 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 and then in that scenario, he's trying to figure out how to adjust without giving away that he's not Superman. Yeah. But, um, and, and trying and to like repress his, crazy, repress his crazy ways and habits without, you know, but at the same time still wanting to be him it's weird it's like this weird internal conflict and we can touch it as later that he doesn't know he's having because oh chances wait, wait. are superman's oh okay, oh, okay. yeah 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 i feel like i feel like in your yeah, elevator yeah, pitch you're giving away but here's the thing this is probably what's gonna keep this is what's probably gonna sell them though true 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 true, true. Part, right? okay go ahead go ahead go for it. that's um, fair that's fair so he's having this internal conflict with himself thinking he's the only one inside his own head not knowing that superman is still influencing his thoughts as well yeah so like there's these things happening anyway that's my elevator pitch. okay i'm gonna take a stab save the best for last over here with dave <laughs> so my the elevator pitch for me is if you were to take the uh if you were to open the insane asylum and let it loose into the world but everyone acts like the world is still normal so all the insanity is running around, just doing all the the craziest things, doing the craziest approach, and and you know sometimes people say there's a thin line between sanity and hyper genius, right? Like you know some people refer to the Joker as hyper sane. He's so mm. he's so sane that he's hyper sane, and we just don't understand him on that level. And that's what this comic this comic book feels like. Someone is trying to explain what it would be like if Spider-Man was all of a sudden hyper sane and hyper aware of everything, but at the same time taking away a lot of the things that make Spider-Man Spider-Man, even though you're still at the same time, like Toby was saying, trying to be Spider-Man. And yeah. 
this is probably not a good elevator pitch because it's a comic book and you want kids to read it and I'm pitching you something really abstract and avant-garde but I'm telling you the comic book will sell ish I don't know maybe it did it was from five <laughs> years ago <laughs> ish <laughs> Dave hit us with your elevator pitch um I, well first of all you guys play very elegantly in the, in the positive light so uh, <laughs> I'm just gonna say imagine if you will if you really like spider-man and you really like dr octopus and then you wanted a story arc where someone literally took a steaming pile of crap all over your characters that you oh, love. <laughs> that is my opinion about this. I, I'm harsh, not, not going to be... I, I'll, my only thing I will say, and I, I don't want to say... I don't okay. think they're going to buy this one for me, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if I should say because it should be more of like in the review, but... Oh, it, save it for the review. Yeah, all right. I'll, if you, I'll, if you, you have to guess... I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I, it was entertaining I, I to read, like, though. I'll give it that you... much. It was entertaining to read. Yeah. So I, after, in hindsight, it was entertaining okay. to read. So essentially, I actually want to know why you would you, you would you would say that. But, for the review, because I mean, this this has gotten a lot of good reviews. Well, yeah, so, we're gonna like we said, we're gonna jump into it. In it's, the a, review. it's a personal one. It's not this one strikes okay. me a little bit for me. So yeah. So I mean, I think if anything, and for those of you who felt that the because I feel like Marvel really went out of their way to try and keep it mum on what was going on because they don't even mention who's who but for those of you who don't know in the elevator pitch what marvel should have also added is like dave was saying doc ock does end up in the body of peter parker and becomes the new spider-man and you know the comic book is ch changes from amazing spider-man to superior spider-man as in doc ock is the superior form the utmost um the uberman of Spider-Man, he's the and it's up to you Spider to decide at that point in which ways he is superior, yeah. and is it for the better? Mm, that that see that's that's that's, that's, that's good. Yeah, I and wish I, I could have added that at the that, end. That's <laughs> I think that's probably one of the best things. What you just added to the end is probably what what we really needed the most. Mm. Is yeah. you have to decide, and that's I feel like that's a super important aspect of the story that we have to try exactly. and figure out throughout reading this, and that that's another part of the elevator pitch that they kept out. You have to figure out are is this the best for Spider-Man, and it's interesting. Yes, it's an interesting it story. Is. It's actually the perspective that we needed that we never knew we wanted, huh. or the other way around. Ah, interesting. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my comments. I feel like <laughs> yeah. I start going on a tangent, and I know that's not the purpose of this. So I'm gonna wait for the review part from my side. <laughs> okay, guys. So we're gonna jump in now. If you guys have been following along to our multiple issues in the past that we've done uh, episodes, I should say, not issues. We are going to jump into our Ooh, actually. Actually, we should call our episodes issues. Oh, oh, there you go. I like that. See, that's innovative. <laughs> I like that. That is good. Yes. And then, and then fired, if you ever switch I'm up the game, it's like a reboot. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> Sorry, what'd you say, Dave? I was gonna, I was gonna say, if you ever have to switch up our teams, that's our reboots. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That. One. <laughs> that's interesting. There you go. There so you in go. this issue, <laughs> kudos to Toby. In this issue, for our judgment call, it is going to be myself, Brian Doc Holly versus Dave. Dave. And uh, we're going to be presenting our two characters to the judge this week, Toby. Toaster. Toby, do you have a countdown clock for us? Something. Silly? I do. You do. Perfect. Perfect. Um, well, are you sorry, go ahead, Dave. I was just going to jump in just in case if there's any first-time listeners. So the whole judgment call, just to clarify, the rules will be: uh, we're each given three minutes to basically promote our guy, whichever our guy is, villain, abstract, animal, whatever you want to be. Then we have about a minute to tear each other down. There's really no constraints against what you're going to say against that. And then 
are the the judge of the week will the, then determine who's who's the winner. Yep. And Toby being the judge this week, hopefully I'm going to play to your interest in abstract characters. Ooh. <laughs> I don't like that. All right. <laughs> I feel like there's some like innuendo, no, like, no, no. some like extra I mean, ties, or some <laughs> previous discussions, and mining no, no, for no, no. His name is <laughs> Abstract. Oh, wait, that of course. Was, that was of course. a nod to Abstract. Of course, of course. Yeah. In that case, with what he just said, and seeing as I'm the judge, I want to save the potential best for last. And I'm going to say, Dave, right. you are first. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll take, I'll, I'll take the Pepsi challenge. Um, <laughs> Okay, so let us know when to start, Toby. Yeah. All right. Three minutes starting now. All right, so I'm actually going to promote uh, the Scarecrow this week, specifically Ooh. him being the Yellow Lantern. That's specifically okay. what I'm promoting this week. Uh, basically, at, at the end of the day, I feel like he's starting to become very gimmicky. Anytime you read something, uh, Batman or even DC, and you hear fear, 90% chance you can guess that it's going to be the Scarecrow. And then, like, 80% chance it's going to actually be the Scarecrow. So I feel like he's starting to become a little stale. And it's a little weak compared to, like, other Batman villains that we have. Like, you see the Joker walk in the room. People are freaking out. The Riddler walks in the room. People are freaking out. Uh, same with Resh al Ghul. Penguin's, like, the king of the un uh, kingpin of the underworld. Croc's been getting all sorts of extra time on Suicide Squad. Uh, Harley Quinn is absolutely everywhere. And uh, basically, this guy needs to be taken out of despondency. And I feel that the answer to that would be by putting on a yellow ring on him. Uh, the other thing is DC's actually teased us with this before. He's gotten a yellow ring during the uh, Blackest Night uh, series where they needed to recruit... Green, Green Lantern issue number 27. Exact. Thank you, Toby. And, you know, he got it. And it was so interesting to see because you see a man who is... Uh, you know, he, he's he's uh, saturated with the fear. He doesn't feel fear anymore. He says that he can only feel fear if he's around Batman. And then when he gets the ring, it's like Madonna's song, Like a Virgin. He feels like fear for the very first time, you know what I mean? And he's fucking going crazy. I know you're laughing, but it's fair. Um, that being said, I think it would be really cool. It would make him uh, finally a little bit OP and not this guy who has to like just depend on, on gases. Uh, also, what's also really important is that the Sinestro Corps themselves need characters now because they've actually been depleted in half. Uh, they were, uh, long story short, the Green Lantern Corps was taken out of commission for a while, so Yellow Lanterns became the new police corp of the universe. When Green Lanterns came back, they merged together. Then there was a, a Green Lantern killed a, a Yellow Lantern by accident, so the Yellow Lanterns were like, we're out of here, and half the group actually stayed with the Green Lanterns, realizing they didn't want to be fear, they wanted to be like... A good thing for the universe. So now Sinistral Core is cut in half. What better person to add being a, a human yellow lantern? The reason why that's important is that every other important uh, core has had human lanterns because we are, be well, in the DCU, we're more in tune to our emotions. So, like, there's like, what, six green lanterns? Uh, um, Carol, um, I forget her last name at the moment. Uh, Danvers. Danvers, thank you. She oh. was the first star. Uh, oh, you're talking about Far Farris. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Carol Ferris, not yeah. Danvers. That's the other one. Uh, Ferris. Uh, she, was the she was the first Starfire. Uh, you had Guy Garner, who was not only a Red Lantern, but was a leader of the Red Lanterns at one point. And there was another human Red Lantern. Uh, the only other person to have an orange ring was Lex Luthor out of all people. So it's just showing that it'd be a really solid, smart mix to do. I think it would bring them up on top and make it so that other people in the DCU other than Batman would actually be intimidated by this guy being in the room. Perfect. All right. And that's about it. We're good. <laughs> that was three minutes? 
That was three minutes and ten seconds. Oh, I felt oh, like you needed to finish. Oh, oh, thank you. Get, I appreciate it. I'll get my extra ten. You got an extra ten seconds. Here's hoping I don't need it. Uh, so, so, ladies and gentlemen, I don't like to use my full time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, today I'll be presenting a character that I feel is often misunderstood, um, but also as evil as they come, and that's what makes this character makes this character interesting. Mystique, uh, which I appreciate that we are both doing villains, or should I say, people who do things for the reasons they feel best. In my case, uh, Mystique is understood to be a villain because she is constantly making decisions for some of the worst reasons. And I agree with that. She is a villain. She's taken advantage of people. She's gone after people. She's used her fellow mutants to create drugs so that she could give people powers and so on and so forth. But I point out the fact she did that in a world where the mutant population had been reduced to 10%. She was doing that because she was trying to help mutants who people who had had mutants powers and who had lost their mutant powers, try and get some semblance of normalcy in their lives again. Uh, the perfect example is the Blob. She helped mm -hmm. the Blob get some of his powers back because what happened with someone like the Blob when they lost their powers, he actually was just a large fat guy. His power was, his mutant power was linked to his large size, but without it, he was just overweight and unhealthy. And she was trying to save his life. Yes, she was using someone to do it, but she was trying to be helpful. And one of the things about Mystique is a lot of people don't give her credit for the things that she's done. Uh, she's been, she hasn't been the best mother figure, <laughs> say the least. to say the least, but she did help bring in some of the best characters. And through being her children, those characters have gone on to be stronger for what they are. I, and I, I and I know it sucks. It's an unfortunate fact of the world sometimes, but sometimes you need someone who's that cold to create something that powerful. You don't get diamonds without pressure. And what I'm saying right here is Mystique is the type of character that will apply that pressure and turn people into far better characters. And one of the other things that I think is super important is she is constantly represented as someone that no one should care about. They toss her aside. The only time they ever care about her is when they're hunting her. No one ever thinks to turn to Mystique as to be part of the team. Actually, that's not true. They have used her on some occasions. And that, if anything, is another point I wanted to make. What, in the movies? <laughs> no, in the in the comic book. There have been times... No, I know, I know. I just feel like they overdo yeah. that in the movies. I mean, Sorry, we're not talking me. about the movie version, by the way. Please ignore that character because that is the worst representation. <laughs> uh, I don't feel that that representation should be considered when considering the comic book version, who is actually trying to do things the right way by being a villain who has a heart of gold. And that's my statement. All right, two minutes yeah. and ten seconds. <laughs> there you go. I like to use okay, my time. I, like I like to hear my own voice. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay, right, so a minute. man, this is, those were very good, very very good. Uh, I guess you guys were defense attorneys in this situation. <laughs> <laughs> There's no prosecutors. They're both, <laughs> both in the defense. All um, right. Okay, so man. Uh, going back to Scarecrow, I actually really like the idea. We get our minute. We get our minute. To, to take oh, down. I am sorry. It's my bad. To cut each other at the knees. Yeah, there you go. All right, whatever. Uh, who's first? Well, I'll go first since... By all means, by all means. Do it. All Tear right. down Raven, you monster. Sorry, what? <laughs> okay, just tell me when I'm good to go. One minute starting now. Uh, okay, so in short, uh, since this is about putting people in the spotlight, she's been in the spotlight all the time. She's uh, You can't ignore the movies. If you compare the movies, she's been in so many movies in comparison to Scarecrow. She's been in all sorts of video games. Uh, at the same time, she's always been at the core of something. You see Apocalypse, you have her there. You see X-Men, you have her there. You hear Rogue, you have her there. You, have, you hear Nightcrawler, you have her there. 
Uh, this is about giving people spotlight to try and shine them. I think she's been shown a lot. I think, yes, I agree that there's maybe some things that have been misused, uh, but I think the mystique about Mystique is that you can't oversaturate her because mm. she has to be she has to be your name. Mm. That's just it. That's all. Um, I agree with a lot of points that you said, but at the same time, this is about giving people more spotlight. If, if anything, there's a sun over Mystique compared to Scarecrow, and that's that's all I'm going to say. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Okay. Let me know when I'm, I'm going to res- reserve my judgment. All right. Uh, dog, go. Uh, so one of the things that you made, you made a very good valid point regarding Spotlight that you, you know, some characters might have poor representations in some ways and don't get the Spotlight the right way. And Scarecrow is one of those characters who was done well and got his moment in the Spotlight and no one cared. Uh, Scarecrow is a character whose fear... Um, and when you mentioned earlier that when people think of fear, they think of Scarecrow. People think of fear when they think of Scarecrow only in Batman circle. When I hear fear and I think DC, I think Sinestro because he's literally supposed to be an embodiment of fear through his ring and his power. Um, one of the other arguments you made when you were discussing the character, you your, your d- defense of him came across more as a defense for why yellow rings are interesting. And I would be more than happy to see more yellow ring being discussed and how their universe came to be built, but not necessarily Scarecrow, because at the end of the day, he doesn't even understand fear, he doesn't feel fear, and I find his whole idea of a spotlight where we're looking at fear to be boring because Sinestro's already done it. Alright, man, it's up. I'm just going to say it's a perfect matchup. That's all. You just said the reason why it's a perfect matchup. That's all. He took extra time again. (laughs) I just like to point out. This is more like this. This is just more like battling each other. It's really hard to keep these time constraints. (laughs) All right, judge and call. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) Uh, There's there's actually quite a bit to unpack here, so I'll try to do it as quickly as I can. Awesome, awesome. Going back to Scarecrow, Jonathan Crane. Yes. The the doctor. The guy who started as what an intern in the psychiatry hospital. Yep, at Arkham. Um, they always come from Arkham. Every person I, with good intentions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously, huh? So this is a character I absolutely hate. The <laughs> 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 I, I, it's just it never made sense to me. Like his ability, his a his his psychosis. Just mm. never made sense to me. His reason for doing what he does doesn't really make sense to me. Mm. If you're just doing it to induce fear in people, at least be a killer, right? Like yeah. I want you to, I want you to be like a serial killer, and this is how you lure your victims. Mm. Except this is just someone who this is like a fetish. Mm. You know, he has a fetish, but that's just my negative side. Positives though, I love your idea about making him a yellow lantern and using that as sort of like a, a launching platform for this misunderstood no for this properly understood character <laughs> I, want you to, I, I want you to i want you to make him more complicated and more misunderstood mm. of a character I, I want you to make him better than moon knight okay. in terms of like what's going on inside of his head um so I and and Doc did say though he got his shine, <laughs> he got his moment in the movie, and actually got a really really huge like appearance in and a Batman comeback. Movie. And yeah, no one cared. Um, <laughs> now on Mystique, Mystique is someone as Dave mentioned who's gotten a lot 
a lot of look in the spotlight, a lot of time to shine. We've gotten two different versions in movies. Rebecca remains still my favorite. Um, Those movies are so bad, though. It's not fair. The movies are bad. The Mystique wasn't. Um, oh, the, the first the Mystique. Myst- okay. Yes. I see yes, what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. Um, yeah she, that's fair. Gorgeous. Um, representation. Can't talk. Yeah. The Jennifer Lawrence version, just too much emotion, in my opinion. Too much of a good and and too much of a goody two shoes. They just gave me too much of a good person. I kind of want. I want to. I want to feel like Miss Mystique is the female equivalent. And I hate to say this. Sorry, I should take that back. Not the female equivalent, but to me, she's equivalent to Punisher, mm, in terms wow. of like how she should be. That's interesting. Okay, that's I the like Mystique that. I want to see. I like. That. I don't want her to be a good guy or a bad guy. I want her to just be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So right now, right now they made her too much of a follow follow. She follows Eric too much. She yeah. has some sort of attachment to, um, and by Eric I mean Magneto, and yeah. she has too much of an attachment to um, the professor. Yeah. Also, in terms of their past, and they have a kid um, together. Which they, which, yeah. So yeah, stuff like that. I do want to see more of an aggressive mystique, uh, which is what makes me curious in terms of <sighs> you know. So I I I don't. Uh, this is a tough one. You guys, actually, you guys did a really good job of presenting both your characters on this one. Yes. Um, <laughs> good good battles. Yeah, exactly. My my fa- my favorite quote has to be diamonds without pressure. Ah. Uh, no so cool based quotes. on that, I will just give it to Mystique on this one. You are the winner. Uh, yeah. But I will say, very, 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 very close runner. Yeah, yeah no, so I, I would still, I would still buy that story for the spirit, the scarecrow. Yeah, yeah right, I just, enough. I just would like to be in the writing room helping them write that. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm a hair behind, <laughs> I don't mind. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. It's not like a bomb. <laughs> it's a competitive side again. It's it was the only reason though. why I don't like doing these judges. I, I feel like it brings out a bad side of me. <laughs> but I mean, I, I like. I, I, I I mean I had to argue against Scarecrow, but I personally wouldn't mind seeing Scarecrow with a yellow ring because I think it would be interesting. I think I think it was something honestly like I don't want to go on a tangent because it's not the point, but like it just it's something that makes so much sense and they've teased it so many times. Mm. And one thing I will agree on your side, they although they've done a lot good in comic books and in video games, uh, even like uh, the Deadpool video game, which wasn't necessarily the biggest seller or anything, mm-hmm. she was in it and they did a great representation. I completely agree with Toby's thought of like we need to really see her. And I like the, the comparison, like her Punisher, Punisher version. Yeah. Like she's she's someone who's always on the fence, and that's one thing they've never done in the movies. And the one thing that was a little upsetting mm. with the most recent movie, she should have been on Apocalypse's side. That's the only thing I don't like about uh, the Apocalypse movie. Yeah, is that she, uh, she, her place thing? is wrong. Well, no, no, no. no. Okay, there's one, no, okay. <laughs> this, this show's not in. Yeah, like, if you want, we'll make it. another show about bad comic book movies, and we could go to town. <laughs> First episode, that second episode, of Iron Man three. We'll have more we than three start. hours. We won't start. We won't start. <laughs> but uh, like the thing about that, the, to me, the most is like, out of all the things that are wrong, the 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 beacon was that why is she not with Apocalypse? Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. So guys, right. yeah, that's and that friends, that's Judgment Call. There you go. Uh, thank you guys for uh, checking out that segment. We're going on to the next one. This one's called The Review. We're going to review the full overarching story and look into the characters behind one of the more most interesting stories, Superior Spider-Man Volume 1, My Own Worst Enemy by Dan Slott and Ryan Stegman from 2013, which we just found out. Um, so starting it off, I mean, I don't so, know. So here's the thing about this, this overarching story. Yeah. I actually, being one of the biggest Spider-Man fans you'll ever know, 
Mm. Uh, didn't care for the story at all. Nothing that happened in this, in terms of like who he was fighting, um, mattered to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the plot, let's let's put it that way. In terms of a movie, uh, in terms of the plot of the story, this first volume, issue one to four, right or five? Sorry. Yeah, it's it's because it four or five. It's yeah, it's a five. little it's a little weird. My own worst enemy is one to five, but the first arc is one to three, and then there's a four and five. That's like yeah. a, it's like a mini. It's a mini arc. Okay. So they put them together to make the first arc, but technically it's one to three, and then three, four okay. and five are mm-hmm. the yeah. Yeah. So nothing that happened really at the end of the day, like I'm saying, like mattered to me. The only thing about this story that makes it very intriguing to me and interesting of a read to me is the, the interactions between him and the other characters. Yes. Yes. And and which ones know which ones sort of have an idea that something's off, mm-hmm. which ones are completely clueless. And um, yeah, so I guess if you want to talk overarching story, we can maybe dive more into those relationships than just the actual, because it's just like him fighting the new Sinister Six at the beginning. There's a new Sinister Six and he goes after them. He being Peter Parker, sorry, Doc Ock as As, Peter Parker, AKA Spider-Man. And he's kind of like, is any, he's kind of angry when he first sees them. That's one of the things that I found. So, I mean, like you were saying, it, it runs the five issues. We're really looking at the the most interesting aspect of the story really does come down to what Doc Ock tries to attempt in being Peter Parker and Spider-Man. He knows right. that go- coming in, he is Doc Ock, and Doc Ock yeah. is a somewhat unredeemable personality. So he tries to, quote-unquote, soften himself, and he tries. He tries. tries. Very, tries very actually, <clears throat> What, what, what marks that off is the, literally the first panel mm. um, when you see him at, I guess, Peter's gravesite. Yeah. Or sorry, no, not Peter's gravesite. No, his own. He's, own. he's at his own gravesite. Yeah, his own talk off, yeah. His own on it. And then it starts off by saying, I've come to say goodbye to my old life, a life wasted on villainy and killed schemes, a man whose sole victory was cheating death by switching places with his greatest enemy. Farewell, Otto Octavius. From now on, my name is Peter Parker. And it's funny. So first panel, yeah. but immediately in the first issue, like within the first five issues, you find out he doesn't want to live as Peter Parker. No, well, because <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's really, it's really poignant that that first panel is him really saying goodbye. I need to be this person, and then it's five issues of him not being the best version of that person he could be. And if you ask me, that's actually the reason why, like, when I when I first I read this- I have to say what Doc said, by the way, so- Oh, yeah, well, do you want to, you could finish if you want. You, are you gonna remember what you're gonna say? Oh yeah, trust me. <laughs> okay, so when you said he's trying to be the best Peter Parker, like he wants to be Peter Parker, the thing with Doc in this situation is he doesn't know what Peter Parker is. He just knows who Spider-Man is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, yeah, very yeah. good right? observation. So he's trying to be. He says he wants to be Peter Parker, but at the end of the day, he just wants to be Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. The version of Peter Parker that he's doing is what a scientist understands of a person's life mm-hmm. through research yes. and through right. observation. This is what I believe this person's life to and, be. And literally through calling up memories like he's yeah. a freaking hard drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's that a robot, was, yeah. It's that a was a weird. weird aspect of the story, too, yeah. that, like, recall memory of just being... Because, I mean, 
no one like no human can do that that well you know yeah. memories are always jaded by or always influenced by other aspects like and your emotions and things that exactly. happen since and stuff so it's kind of interesting to see doc ock and once again that goes to show you how doc ock really is the scientist he's mm. this whole thing is like a bad science experiment actually it is a bad science experiment it definitely is and like the one thing and i don't and you know i, I had very harsh words <laughs> at the beginning of this elevator pitch for this and the one thing i'll say is um going into this i i had i bought the issue 700 um it was a nice thick thick book and then it was just very disappointing for me because i didn't i was jumping back into spider-man because i heard there was something big that was going to happen and then at the end when you got the spotty switch i'm like i don't think this is going to be good or whatever then when we end up saying we're going to read this i was like okay cool maybe it could be proven wrong and then i read the first page and i was like okay i see what's going on and then Frankly, I was like immediately disappointed the second he interacted with his first battle. Mm. And the thing is, is like the other thing that was kind of annoying for me in this is that. But wait, why were you disappointed? In his I first was disappointed battle? because, because well, he was saying I'm going to become Peter Parker, Spider Man, and he's just he's so opposite to everything. He treats cops differently. He's talking to his villains differently. He's he's hurting people, and they're like, "What's going on?" Like the whole way through, Whoa. he like he's being someone who. I, he says he's going to do this, and the thing is, for, for Doc Ock, right, like, the one thing that we could all probably say, he's a man who's exact. Mm -hmm. He's a man who goes mm -hmm. out, and when he wants to accomplish something, he's going to do 110%. Mm -hmm. So in this case, if he's going to try, it, like, when it, before we even got to this point, in my head, he's going to do one of two things when he got the body. Either A, he's going to say, screw Peter Parker's life, I'm going to, I have a new body. I'm going to go do this. I'm going to go do it somewhere else. I'll be me. Which is what a smart man would have done. Which is what a smart man <laughs> yeah. would have done. Or he would have come in and said, I'm going to assimilate myself so everyone thinks I am Spider-Man. And then I'll slowly tear away the wall, the, the onion uh, the skins, layers, yeah. the layers of Peter Parker and then replace them with my own. So people will eventually accept, accept yeah. who I am. Change and it's like, yeah. it's instantly right so away. He's, he's, he's running out of battle. Go ahead, Sorry, so go on. Uh, in, in adding to what you just said, I think the issue you're having is the fact that his transition from trying to be Superman, uh, Superman, from trying to be Peter Parker, to turning to literally going, you know what, screw it, I'm just gonna be a better version of Peter Parker. He actually did convince people that he was Peter Parker, even though it was sloppy to us. It was very sloppy. Like it was, it appears sloppy to me anyway. Mm -hmm. Obviously, um, and he obviously didn't fool one person, which we'll go into afterwards. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But everyone else seems to be like, oh, something's off. But then they're just like, oh, he's just having an off day, sort of like, it's okay. And then he he recognizes that, though, in those moments. That's why he's smart. Like, he sees that this person needs this little bit of a push to believe him in this moment, and he does it. But like I said, there's only one person who doesn't fall for it, and that's Carly, yeah. uh, who we'll get into later. But yeah. the other thing about it, though, is that... In, in, and this is my opinion. This is me, my thought of... Because the other thing I didn't like, personally, is I thought there was not the best writing, at least not in regards to the dialogue, I find that anyone should have been able to know that something was actually severely wrong. I mean, even in the issue two, well, on top of the fact that he completely talks differently, he's drinking, yeah. he dresses he talks, differently. He talks differently, and you remember when Peter's like, <laughs> is anyone hearing this? He's talking like a super Well, that, I was right actually now. about to quote, like, there's a there's an interaction with Mary Jane. Mary Jane is, says, our third date, weird, right? And then... Peter Parker says, no, everything proceeding according to plan. And then Peter, who's in his head, 
He's saying, he's saying supervillain stuff. How can no one see through this? Can you stop, please, please, little divine intervention, something? And that, when I read that, I'm like, thank you, because that's where my anger is coming from. And this whole, but that's why we I, have Peter still there. Yeah, but you that, that part of you, that part of you that's angry that what the hell's happening right now. That's why we have Peter literally there still. The, His th consciousness. Yeah, I think my favorite part about what the writer did, the the writer wrote the story poorly intentionally so that we live vicariously through the memory peter like the mind peter the astral plane peter whatever <laughs> version you want to call it because we are that character we are reading we are we get to for once in the comic book experience the story as that guy because every time that doc ock parker is what i'm going to call him every time doc ock parker talks and says anything we're always saying how the hell are you not seeing that this is not Peter Parker? And then inside the comic, for one, someone else is saying, yo, how are you not getting this? And that's, I like yeah. that because like, I, yeah. I mean, it's a, qu a quick throwback to when we talked about the Red Hood and Toby, unfortunately you weren't there. But one of the things in that comic book that drove me crazy was the fact that, you know, Red Hood wore Batman sigil on his chest. And if one person had addressed it in at least the first three issues, I would have said this story would make more sense to me. But in this comic book, within two issues, someone saying, hey... This is don't aren't you guys seeing that this is weird? And I like that. I like the acknowledgement that I'm not going crazy and I'm not the only one who sees this is so bull this is so much bull and yeah, I'm like that was the, the fact that you're pissed off about Doc Hawk be, trying to be Peter Parker or Spider-Man is intended. Yeah. Like the writer wants you to feel that and then he inserted Peter to be you. Peter yeah. is you and that you're the conscience of the so story. So you you're still like, get a Peter Parker Spider-Man OG comic book but I, I, inside this one. But I think by doing that, frankly, it tells you what's going to happen. You know that Peter you know by seeing that 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 Astro Plane Peter. Yeah. You know that he's going to take his body back well, at some dude, point. Dude, well, I could have told so you. What's so wrong with that? What's so wrong with that? Guys, when he so died. You're just going to kill him. Like, I don't want Doc Octopus to die. It's my thing. You don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah, exactly. I knew when, like, I didn't read issue 700, but I knew the story of it. And I knew the moment they said that Peter Parker and Doc Ock switch bodies. I was just like, cool. I wonder when they switch back. Because it's comic yeah. books. I, I know I know that exactly. we're supposed to suspend belief for a little bit, but come on. Every time a character dies, we're just like, well, they're going to bring them back eventually. But it, it's like it's like a flip-flop. It's, it's like having a parachute or a safety net underneath a potentially, but, in my opinion, a horrible idea. Yeah, sure. But I mean, but the, the whole basis of our comic book fandom is on the idea that these characters will never actually die. That, which yeah. is unfortunate. You know, Batman gets killed. Oh, he's time traveling. Superman gets killed. Oh, his body was being regenerated. <laughs> Captain America gets killed. Oh, I don't even know how they he's brought him He's a clone or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Spider-Man <laughs> is killed inside Doc Ock's body. Oh, his, of course. his, his spirit. <laughs> the spirits of Spider-Man. Like, you know, like... And considering how dark this story actually is, Peter's, like, appearance in it... Yeah, it lightens. Or, I guess constant appearance. It lightens it. There's still a little comical factor to it. It's darker. It's sort of like... When uh, Doc Ock was shaking hands with Jonah Jameson, yeah, oh. and Peter's like, I can't believe after <laughs> <laughs> all these years, like, I can't believe after all these years, Jonah's finally making nice with me, and it's actually over my dead body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like those are those are. I don't know. This is a really fun and like 
almost interactive part because you're yeah. agree with Peter. You're like, ah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> He's like, you're conscious that you that in the comic. But I guess and then, th- and then Peter and then Peter watching him and um and Mary Jane going on because they broke up right yeah. before. And Doc is like, ah, you know, I want I want a Mary Jane in my life. He was checking out her cleavage during. Yeah. <laughs> So and then Peter is there watching them going on dates and like laughing at Doc because Doc is failing. Yeah. And then on the fourth or yeah. fifth date, I can't remember which one right now, where Doc is like, he realizes it's like, oh wait a minute, a woman like Mary Jane, she likes fear, she likes yeah, she danger, likes the she adrenaline. likes the aspect, yeah. adrenaline. She only started really noticing and liking Peter when he became Spider Man. So how about I just give her Spider-Man? And he yep. came to her, dressed as Spider-Man, took her swinging through the cities, and guess what? That's when he won her over. That's when he won her over, and Peter realized, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, crap. Is, this is way more serious than I thought it was, and I need to find a way to get out of here. <laughs> and oh. what's interesting about this is the whole time we've been seeing Peter as himself, and on that last screen where he realizes, holy crap, I might be losing my identity to Doc. Yeah. We see Peter as Spider-Man. Yep. Mm. Which is a very interesting visual, meaning that he feels himself that he's losing that Peter identity and he's just gonna be Spider-Man. Mm. Another thing that kind of threw me off, I think, about it, and and I'm sorry, I know I'm being like the definite like if we had like, you know, there's the devil on your shoulder and there's the angel on the other side. I know I'm being like definitely the devil and all this, but the thing I guess I also was a bit of turmoil for me is I feel like this was on top of the fact, I mean, Doctor Octopus was one of my first favorite Spider-Man villains. Mm. He was the first person I saw in the 1967 one uh, TV show. He was the first villain in the 1990s one that came. You had his conversion, and then it was him first. Yeah. And with all this being said, and I, I don't like to say people have shticks or gimmicks or whatever, but this feels like a story arc for like the Chameleon for Mysterio. That's where I feel like there's a big displacement here. Wait, and, in what way? Why do you? Well, do you I mean, see the, that? well, I mean, first of all, the chameleon. I think it's pretty obvious. That's that's his thing. Yeah, he can swap. Faces. He swaps yeah, it all the time. How much? How, but because Mysterio has done it as well. Okay. Mysterio. That's the whole okay. reason why old, old man Logan happened. That Mysterio made everyone else look yes. like something else, and then Wolverine butchered but them all. But in your scenario, where is the conscience that steadies the hand? Because that's the thing. But yeah, this whole like, story dude, is about. That, so, this whole story is a Peter Parker story guised as Superior Spider-Man. Like Spider yeah, Spider-Man said it doesn't matter who he was fighting because that's not what matters here. What matters is the Peter part of the story. No, I get that, but I'm I'm just saying like and again, I don't want to be one of those guys who says, "Oh, well, you have this and it has to be like I don't want to say like example for Scarecrow what we we're saying like mm-hmm. if you see fear, you see that." I'm not saying necessarily it had to be Chameleon or it had to be Mysterio. I'm just saying like the flow with everything that happened, and again, like if in my opinion, if Doctor Octopus did this, mm-hmm. he would have he would have, for lack of a better term, fucked off. He could have went he could have went anywhere else and been Spider Man anywhere know, else and restarted. That? Well, I mean, I'll agree with that statement. Doc Ock, being smart, finally gets a second lease on life, and then he decides to, to mm-hmm. decides to stay in the city as Peter Parker. Like, why would you live that life? You you have a new body. You have the intelligence of a scientist. You can go off and you know get Peter's doctorate, which is something that comes up later, and just leave. <laughs> like, you can be Peter yeah. Parker, but just leave. Leave Aunt May. Leave everyone. Don't talk to anyone. Disappear. And anyone who knows your Spider Man, 
they come looking for you. And you, just, and you feel that would have been there. Mm, you know no, what? I, no, not I'm not saying that's a better story. No, no, but okay. let, me, let me finish. Yeah, I'm yeah, actually agreeing that that probably could have been a better story. Would have been an interesting story. I'm not going to lie. See, seeing Doc on the run and on the lamb and just, And people just you know, trying doing, to figure out, yeah. Yeah, doing some yeah. crazy other, yeah, that could have been a pretty interesting story, actually. Meeting different villains, maybe, potentially. Yeah. It could have expanded Spider-Man. If that would, right. if that makes any sense, yeah. and like again, oh, the, 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 this story arc, I bet it introduced it intrigued some people. It, it, it had a thirty-three or thirty-six issue run for yeah. a reason, right? If it was bad, it would have stopped at twelve. They yeah. wouldn't have gone over yeah, a year. Yeah, they almost went three it's not years. A bad, it's yeah. not a bad story. By yeah, like, I'm just saying, like as a person, as my personal, because I, I think everyone who's a as comic book fans, if you like Marvel, I think you're naturally gravitated towards Spider-Man. Just like I think a lot of people when they start in DC. It's Batman or Superman that you mm -hmm. kind of started it. They're always kind of the people you get exposed to first. Yeah. That being said, okay. I, as the child in me, I'm like, this this is this is weird. It feels backwards. Was uh, was there anything good you liked about this that you want to discuss, Dave? Um, one thing I will <laughs> well, say. Know. One thing I will say is I actually and it was interesting how he was able to do certain things that I'm like I can't believe Peter didn't do this first. There are those, like for yeah. example, all the little yes. spider bots, so he could have more of a personal life. I, I when right. I read that, I'm like, I actually looked at like the ghost Peter. I'm like, yeah, you see, that's what you should have done. You could have had Mary Jane forever. The one thing I didn't like though was like at me all of a sudden it was like, oh, I love you. Like he almost said like I love you more. I forget her exact words. So she's like, oh, I love that you're well, spending so much time. And I'm there. I'm like, no man, that should like Peter. Peter, come on, Peter. Like you should, he shouldn't be having that reaction because he's spending time with her. But then there's also some, like, don't worry wrong, there's a lot of good comedy points in this. Mm -hmm. When he finds out that Peter doesn't have a doctorate, is yeah, I actually reread that, that like a great. few times. That was really funny. Um, yeah, and he goes off to school to get it. Yeah, um, and then he's making fun another, of the professor another, and stuff. Another thing I found that was pretty interesting, and I thought, felt it was a dig at a Batman, the oh. spider signal. That, yeah. that was gonna, that was gonna say. I thought that was so disrespectful and made me angry. But that's that a Batman freak. So, like, a I thought it was well done. In this, where um, Jonah Jameson tries to, you know, get Spider-Man's attention, and he thinks it's a, the best idea ever to create a spider signal, sort of similar to the bat signal. Yeah. And then uh, Spider-Man, aka Doc Ock, gets there on the rooftop. First thing he does is just blows up that spider signal, and Jonah Jameson is like, "Wait, what? What are you doing? Why are you doing this? This cost me blah 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 blah." He's like, "Well." I mean, it's a, a smart man, a smart man like yourself, you know, being who you are, uh, wouldn't want people to know exactly where we are, would you? I feel like what you're doing right now was a test to see if I would realize what you were doing and you were testing. And Jonah Jameson's like, oh shit, yeah, he's <laughs> right. <laughs> No, uh, and yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't that. I like that it. I like that it was J. Jonah Jameson who did it because he is kind of like the commissioner. Not this. Not that the characters the same, but the look. Yeah, yeah. like the mustache. No, there's, there's a mirror. And isn't it the same actor that plays yeah, exactly. him? Yeah, exactly. Holy shit! Okay. Yeah, J. K. Simmons. That. Yeah, oh just, God, I didn't. I only just realized that. it when you said it now. Oh, wow. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for me, the 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 whole point of this comic was as as much as it was pitched as Doc Ock in the spider suit, it really was. And Dan Slott did a good job at doing a bad job. Is he wrote the mm -hmm. comic book in a way that if you didn't, if you don't like Spider Man, if you didn't get that Peter Parker was still there, you were kind of just annoyed with it in some ways. And I get that. I was annoyed oh. with it. In some ways, I just had like a, just like like an epiphany moment. This is literally life imitating art. How so? With the whole body switching just now, J Jonah Jameson and uh. um, 
what's it called? Commissioner Gordon. Gordon. Yeah. In the movies. Oh. The same the same character playing both of them in two different universes. Yeah. Interesting. The same actor playing both yeah, characters. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's amazing. But that's I, mean, it. I wonder if they knew. I wonder if they know about these things sometimes. But they probably don't. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Because this is 2013, so yeah. they definitely didn't have yeah, the, yeah. that insight yet. Um, but it's yeah. just the idea that like Slot wrote the story. He saw that what he could do was put Doc Ock in this world and make Doc Ock try and be Peter Parker slash Spider Man, and how it would go. Doc Ock Parker is, you know, as smart as he is, he's really bumbling about it, and he go and he does talk like a villain still. But he also mm-hmm. has a code, or starts to develop a code. Subconsciously, I, yeah, he's yeah subconsciously, but he also lives by a code because the vulture storyline, which we didn't really talk about, yeah, yeah. I really respect. Like I know what he did to Vulture was kind of brutal. Yeah, but he blinds the guy a little bit. But the guy was oh, using with the with, with, yeah. Vulture recruiting kids to he's yeah. recruiting yeah. children. Yeah. and I know as much as Doc Ock is a villain, Doc Ock's you, like that that interaction where Peter Parker is watching. Doc Ock and Vulture discuss what their plans are and why they're part of the Sinister Six and why Vulture and Doc Ock originally got along where it's more about intelligence than brute Mm. anger was very interesting and it gave Parker insight into who Doc Ock is and then they show you that Doc Ock doesn't respect the type of person Adrian Toomes has become which is very interesting because it's like well usually these villains you're just villains and from the beginning and this I think is my favorite part there's that line where, um, what's his name, uh, Adrian says to Doc Ock, you know, I'm not like I'm doing. I'm not into this for just petty larceny. Like I want that. No, sorry. He's explaining how he's doing it for that one big score yeah. so he can disappear. And then Doc Ock says, I'm not in this for just petty larceny. Mm. And you get it. Doc Ock is a scientist who's trying to go beyond anything and everything for science. He also has. What's a huge- crazy about it? He started to. <laughs> He has a huge it's ego. like that, right? Mm-hmm. He started in this to save his wife too, right? Yeah, yeah. The, the, then, cold, uh, the Mr. Cold or Dr. Cold, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that yeah. common theme that they use where you're always trying to save the love of your life and it turns you to crime because you'll do anything for love. Mm-hmm. Somehow the yeah. superheroes don't always do, and they have love too, and they don't end up becoming criminals for it. So That's I don't true. see, but. No. And, but one thing I would also say that if I were to say something else I liked, and I think it's something that I actually thought was lacking with Spider-Man as a character, um, as Superior Spider-Man, uh, Doc Ock was able to instill that fear into villains. Because I felt like, you know, we, we all we, when we always read comic books, you know, you always know the bad guy's going to break free of whatever prison they're in because you have to have another story arc with this person. But like right. with, with Spider-Man, I sometimes felt like uh, the villains didn't necessarily take him the most seriously. Like he goes in the room and they're like, oh, that mangy Spider-Man and not not like, oh, shit, Spider-Man is here. Whereas he was able to convert that thought to villains. Villains start to actually fear. Like when there's one, I forget which yeah, issue is. He a shows lot of on Batman and in he's this, like, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, they make, I was literally just about to say that. Yeah. Like they make fun of Batman, but that's what they're doing with yeah. this is they're adding that fear yeah. element. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I also... Again, to be the devil's advocate, the one thing I did not like, though, the whole massacre storyline, I oh, thought was well, ridiculous that, that. and childish. And like, oh, the fact that the evil person is a cola company who's like, oh, no, we have a bad rep. Let's hire a psycho killer to kill yeah. a bunch of people wearing our competitor's T-shirt. I'm like, that's not the strongest writing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So the ending could have been a little yeah. better. Once again, that's why I say uh, but it I really did, is. I did like that. Issues Sorry one through three. 
Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So I feel like this, these they felt like fillers. You can actually tell, like yeah, you said, it, it was just like uh, it was like it's like they cut to a commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's a very good point. That's the yeah. two issue commercial. That that's that's good. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Tour, tour. So not the strongest ending. Um, what did you guys think? And I'm going to go back to a couple of points that I just want to discuss later. But this is pretty important and I don't want us to forget it. Mm. Um, actually, I don't think we would, but I want to discuss more on how you feel about Doc Ock shooting the guy at the end. I think that was something that that's something that made me want to read the next issue because I'm curious what the out. Mm-hmm. That was the one hook of everything. Yeah. I was like, this right. is now making it so that every if people don't know that something's wrong, this ah. has to be the last straw. Yeah. Because like yeah, he's, he's talked down to cops. Use the gun. He's saying like like all sorts of weird things like uh, I had written them down even. Like there's just so many yeah, things but that he, he says. Essentially just you can tell he's not who he says yeah, he is. Yeah, and then when that happens, you're like, okay. This has to clue this in. This has now. to clue in. People have to know that something's wrong. To be honest, the only thing that really disappointed me in regards to like who didn't know. I found it really annoying that Mary Jane didn't figure it out almost off the get-go. I'm not shocked. I think one of the things... She's dumb? No, 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 (laughs) it's not that. It's that Mary Jane's just tired of Peter Parker's life. That's true. She did Notice, in the story, she's not really that interested in the Peter Parker. She was interested, once again, in the Spider-Man. Even Doc Ock figured it out. So you know that's why that's why he dumped her almost immediately after getting back with her. Yeah, because He's like, oh crap. Yeah, yeah just this like, is yeah, gonna be too much. Yeah, I don't want to have to do this responsibility of always being there for you and being this exciting part of your life because you have this obsession with, like, it's not as much fame because she never goes around telling people, but she likes just knowing that like I know who yeah, Spider Man. It's, like it's like a thrill. It's like a thrill for her. it gets her. Yeah, going. adrenaline junkie. Yeah, you like know? yeah, like that's what we yeah. said before, and that's why I under like. F- so for me, when she does doesn't realize it it's just like it makes you think did she ever really notice peter that's exactly. it was a big question i mean it's and an what's argument. crazy about that is guess who does is carly her for the friend yeah yeah who actually when when mary jane was recounting what happened to her she's like hmm yeah exactly that's oh. just She's like, mm, that's not Peter. <laughs> yeah, that's Peter weird. Me, you, you, his girlfriend, his girlfriend. It's the true. Girl who's been with him forever did not realize <laughs> yeah. that that's anyway. So, um, uh, yeah, they did. Yeah, I, I, I mean, think they wrote Carly well. That's yeah. another thing. I agree with that. Yeah, you and the thing with Carly is she was there at the end when uh, Doc switched bodies with Peter. Yeah. Although she she didn't know that that was Peter and and I think she was the one pointing the gun at Peter as Doc right yeah yeah and she that's the thing it was like trying to explain to her like the whole time she's like fighting with herself being like could this really be because she has that that memory of him saying I'm Peter and it's just like why the hell would Doc Ock say that to me? <laughs> I have to cope with the. What is that moment in my head? But it, that, she, she's the one. She shot him, right? Yeah. No. But it was just enough yeah, doubt. So, it was just yeah, enough exactly. doubt to make it happen. So I think that, exactly. I, if anything, I think that was well done. Um, yeah, that was. So I mean, yeah, that's our review. I think it was pretty fair mm-hmm. to say. Uh, you know, it's one of the, we all tackled with what we felt throughout this. If anything, Dan Slot did a good job of making us. St- Think about this a lot. Yeah, he, he definitely yeah. did a good job of getting uh, a rise out of people, I think. Yeah. And, and and I apologize to any people who really like the story. Aren't no, 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 no. <laughs> no, dude, the whole point is no, you're no. allowed to have your opinion. And that... No, of course. I just like, you know. Yeah. And I actually started this off by saying that the story arc wasn't important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the and I completely agree with that as well. Yeah. And yeah. I'll tell you guys, if because I've read all 33. Toby, I think you, you've read it all as well. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I've did you read uh, Into the Spider Verse and the Spider Verse story arc? Yeah. Not so, yet. Oh, you didn't read that. Okay, so I read no. all of that. There's a lot yeah. of stuff here that's set up. A okay. lot of setup, which is very interesting down the road. But there's a huge aspect of it that I I get why people would be like, "Well, come on, like, there's what? What am I supposed to do with this? There's not enough going on." So I'm gonna ask you yeah, a question. When I we're think off. this is this is kind of like uh, you know a TV show, for example, where like they've been on for a couple of seasons, and then they always have that third season where they're just trying to stall for time to come up with a better story in the fourth season. Yeah, this, this is the third season. It's great. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great third season of a show. But it's all it's along the same lines of we're just trying to kill time right now. Yeah, I want to ask a spoiler thing for me, but I think I'm gonna ask it no, off camera. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so we're gonna continue moving forward, guys. This is our review segment. Hopefully, you guys got a lot out of that, and you will consider picking this up or you know not picking up whichever you have to. But you know, look up your local comic book shop, and we'll come back with our final thoughts right after our next segment best favorite worst uh so this week on best favorite worst we're going to be discussing spider-man villains to tie in with this uh this story and for those of you who are interested uh hopefully you can follow along and get in get in on the discussion you can always like put little notes and message us underneath the post which is uh you know you can leave comments on the site where it's posted or you know tweet at us once again you can tweet at this at a strong franklin that is the twitter and Instagram for the Franklin Armstrong Collective, which compiles, com, compiled of That's Canon and Geektastic Cypher. Uh, so yeah, best fave worst, guys. We're doing Spider-Man villains. Thoughts? Who wants to go first? Me? Do I get to go first? Yeah, yeah go ahead. You do. All right, so the best villain. Actually, I want to go my favorite first. Yeah, yeah, let's all do our favorites first, actually. Yeah, so my favorite Spider-Man villain is actually Venom. I think, mm. and my best is also Venom. I think, uh, so for me, one of the reasons that Venom, and I mean OG Venom, I mean the symbiote Venom that comes in and tries to shit up, like just really going after life and then comes vengeful as all fuck and looks for every single way to try and destroy Spider-Man and is like constantly taking over bodies, like that kind of symbiote that just won't leave you alone. It's, obs it's obsessed. It's like a madman. Obsessed. Man. It's obsessed with him on layers like that's where he understands powers on Earth from because of his first interaction being with Spider-Man. That's where he he's first connected with someone and felt rejected. I mean, a lot of people that's seeing it as, as Venom just being a villain but it really comes down to the symbiote felt rejected and is angry mm. about it and is vengeful about it and venom d embodies that so well does a really good venom job actually actually took over as and so the person or the character who had that feeling or evoked that feeling to me with spider-man but was green goblin ah yeah okay and, and with that same obsession and that same want and need to go after spider-man yeah yeah i could see that i i, yeah. I could see i see it I mean, Green Goblin is definitely one of the better characters out of the villains, but he's not my favorite or best. Um, I won't say he's no, the worst, um, but he's I, not my favorite. He's he's very he's very much up there. But mm. for me, Venom really like when I think back to all the villains, uh, I, like I mean, it, it, if I was to put like an order somewhere at the top, it's like Venom, Green Goblin, and Kingpin are three that I really really like for Spider-Man because it's like different incarnations of of the city. And who and like different levels of villains because Kingpin really is a street crime boss. So Spider-Man is trying to fight a street crime and mm. then Goblin is corporate, but also like egomaniac. So mm. he's on that level. And then Venom is the extraterrestrial. 
He's like something that, you know, even if Parker had prepared his entire life on Earth, he'd never be prepared for a symbiote because he, there, he just never encountered one before. So I like those layers that those three bring to Spider-Man's interaction. But for me, Venom really was the best one because it made him try and figure out. And also, Ven the, the symbiote knew things about him, which mm. made it all the more challenging because it, it it's, it's like an ex-partner who just knows everything about you and now hates you. And is constantly coming after you. And I found that always so interesting about the character. And then for the worst, Hydro Man. I can't fucking stand Hydro Man. I think in the comic book, in the cartoon, every version of the character sucks. I don't understand why they made this character. It's like, why did you guys decide to make this water-based loser one of Spider-Man's rogues? Like, it's so that you could have Sandman. Oh, <laughs> God. This elemental bullshit. Like, oh my God. Man, because also, like, water can do so many things and Hydro-Man just doesn't see. <laughs> He's not smart enough to use his own fucking power. <laughs> Like that's it's one of the things I hate the most. Like if you're gonna introduce a villain, make sure the villain knows how to use their power. The later version of Hydra Man gets a lot better. Don't get me wrong; he fights even Black Panther and does some cool stuff. But the early version of the dude is just stupid. Mm -hmm. You are an idiot, sir. You are a waste. <laughs> I hope you get evaporated. Thank you. That's my name. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was strong. <laughs> um, and and, and Ren. Yeah, yeah, you know. Sorry. Period. Like, exclamation point. Exclamation point. Sorry, guys, exclamation sorry. point. Sorry, sorry. Plus well, sign. If we're going with, I'm gonna go with the worst uh, Spider-Man villain. Um, I don't. I don't know if you guys have actually heard of him before, but he was in. Um, oh, man, which one was it? Uh, not a movie. I can't, I, no, no, it's not a movie. I'm trying to remember which which issue this was. Um. Anyway, the spot. Oh. Oh yeah, the guy who can make spots and then like put his hand through things and go on the other <laughs> yeah. side. That was that was uh yeah. that, that was, a, that, was the, that was a TV show I think. Is that a Warner Brothers video villain like what? Yeah, literally he looks. He's a guy who's literally like dressed up as a Dalmatian. Yeah. To be, to be honest, <laughs> oh, he's like he's like half human, like half punctuation mark. Like it's so stupid. It's the dumbest villain ever. I didn't uh, even they, know he existed. Let's, yeah, Wikipedia describes him. Let me just oh, tell you man. right now. I completely forgot about that guy. Hilarious. That sounds horrible. So bad. The spot. He, he literally like he, he, he has, has spots he on his has, body so, and takes them off and puts them on. Yeah, the it's that's literally it. And Wikipedia <laughs> describes him as having the power to enter himself. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds too perverse. <laughs> Good God, man. <laughs> You can pretty much, you can pretty much do that. So imagine just having the, uh, just take holes off your body and throw them. You know, like yeah, it's weird. It, it technically creates like black holes. But yeah, teleport. it's just the weirdest. He's just not but, wormholes. But like, so, how far can yeah. he travel? Like when he goes through one of these spots, can he go to the other side of town? Like, how does he create the other side? That that's actually never. Uh, I don't I, think it's explained. That it's never explained, and I I think it's only been used in battle. So he just can get from you know move around quickly in battle, like appear in different holes while he's there. Yeah. So it has to be I think within a certain constraint. I think it's like a nightcrawler thing. He has to see where he's going. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That sounds. Or uh, what's her what's her name thing? <laughs> blink. Not a what's what, blink. There yeah. you go. Good God. Right. 
Okay. Oh, what about you? What's your oh, worst? Oh, wait, but you did. Oh, you just oh, want to do worst first. You okay. just want to do first. You don't um, want to go through all yours. Okay. Well, I mean, worst. Well, I mean, it's hard because you guys have said so much. Uh, when I when I judge worst though in this, I'm thinking, you know, ability to ability compared to what Spider Man can do. Mm. Um. So like initially, I was thinking I was gonna say Craven because he's just a hunter, but at least there's like interest in there. The one thing I don't like, and I think is kind of pointless, and I actually mentioned him a little earlier. I really don't like the chameleon. Because I find the chameleon yeah. a little useless. He's an assassin. Nothing special there. He That's could fair. put different faces on, but Spider-Man has the ability, has his uh, spider sense. He could sense him in a room. So yeah. he's kind of pointless. Hmm. He's kind of yeah. pointless. Uh, which is why I was a little offended by you saying that you, you would prefer to see a character like the chameleon as, as Peter Parker. But it makes sense because Spider-Man's not around to sense that he's there. Ah. Hmm. Well, that's... I guess. The, the, my question... So in your scenario, Spider-Man st still... Like chameleon is in Spider-Man's body. Like, 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 let's say no. Let's say the exact same thing happened. The body swap. The body swap. Yeah. Then Spider-Man dies. Technically, no one would be able to tell that chameleon was chameleon, because you well, wouldn't unless you had someone. Well, chameleon else. would chameleon, be dead. But chameleon would be dead. No, but he'd be in, in Spider-Man's brain, right? So, yeah, like, but chameleon's yeah, power but. doesn't come from the the thing that makes chameleon chameleon isn't his mind as much as. He, that facelessness, right? Like he can be. But, but the thing he's he's been training his whole life to be other people. Now he can be uh, someone else for the rest of his life. Saying. I see what you're saying. He oh, can, you're saying just he his, can blend in and just be yeah, computer. exactly. Okay, okay. That's better, why better I was not. saying that it would make a lot of sense. That's a good point. Okay, and I then like unless because then someone could argue like, oh well, if someone had telekinesis, they'd figure that out. But that would be the yeah, same thing also, if it was Doctor Octopus. Uh, it would be oh. such a terrible story because he would be a smart. Like they needed someone who was smart because Peter is smart and Peter can create gadgets. They need someone who can actually constantly keep growing or exponentially grow as a character. But with Chameleon as Spider-Man, you're just gonna see Spider-Man at his most fucking basic. But if anything, like, that furthers my point that he's a piece of crap. He is calling him the worst villain. Calling him the worst villain, right? Like, let's be honest. Thank you, Toby. Well done. Well done. I like how you laid. That was a layup to a dunk. Yeah, right. You know, we broke the net. We broke like the glass shattered all over the floor. They're still sweeping it. It goes back to why I was offended about. Um, and then, well, I mean, I was gonna, I was gonna jump into it. I think my my favorite. I'm going to agree with um. Brian is the Venom story arc because, mm. and, and the original one, the original yeah. Brock and all that, and the original him getting right. it and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, only because, in my opinion, I love it the most because you know, it's a mirror image. Technically, he's one of the only people that he can't sense him there. Yeah. Because the first experience of Venom is actually just seeing Venom's hand. He pushes Spider-Man in front of a, a moving train or a metro. Yeah. And he's like, "What the hell happened?" That's technically the first appearance. So I definitely think that's the my in my opinion the my favorite because it gave me one of the, my favorite story arcs. And Venom Venom has also grown so much more, and we got all the symbiote stuff. Yeah. Because of it. Yeah. Um, and then I, I'll, I'll also say my second favorite is definitely uh, Doctor Octopus. He always has a special place in my heart because he's the first Spider-Man villain I ever really got to know. Mm -hmm. In regards to what the best one is. It's hard to say that because again, who can argue that Venom is not necessarily one? But in the, in the end, that's why I, it was hard for me. I would say it has to be in Green Goblin because mm -hmm. without Green Goblin, I don't think it would have been. I don't think who we know Peter Parker and Spider Man to be would have really been today. Like he's yeah. the one who told who told you that he was internal conflict. 
it's his best friend's dad. Yeah. He's the one who he's the one who brought you all the layers of Spider-Man he's the one before who anyone else did. His first girlfriend. Yeah. Exactly. And like, some people feel that the Uncle Ben dying is what made Peter Parker decide to put on the suit, but Gwen Stacy dying mm -hmm. is what made him a hero. Exactly. Yeah. And then without yeah. Green Goblin, you wouldn't yeah. do that. And then again, it, it reverberates, right? Like mm -hmm. if you didn't have Green Goblin, you wouldn't have had him go against uh Harry. At the end, because yeah. he eventually takes on the mantle, and I think it's also something again. Like in my head, it'd be Green Goblin, Venom, mm -hmm. and then after that, again, I have to put up my hat, hat to him. It would be Doctor Octopus as the most important, influential people mm. for Spider-Man. You okay. have one who brings him up to speed. You have his equal, and you have the guy who's always been like, "I just don't like you because I feel like you're smarter than me." Yeah, and we are having this internal strife, and you had this. Story arc that we got. I, I, will, I, will, I, will I will agree. I'll agree that the. I mean, I mentioned it before when Doc was speaking that Green Goblin is, in my opinion, the best for exactly all the same reasons mm. you just said. Um, as far as my, and I'm not going to touch more on it because it's already been said. But my favorite villain is the one I want to talk about the most, and I don't know why I don't get this version of him in Spider-Man stories. Mm. But when he is in the Punisher stories, he is brutal. Ooh, he ooh. is psychopathic. I'm he is insane. You can tell that he's been through shit. Who you can it? tell that he's. I'm so intrigued. Kingpin. Oh, oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, Kingpin. Dude, have you ever read the standalone Kingpin series that was recently done? Yes, and, and it... also the Kingpin in the Punisher Max stories. He's he's yeah. a fight. He's yeah. He's, he's literally he's rated R. Whereas yeah, yeah, in the yeah, Spider-Man yeah. stories, I'm always getting a PG-13. Yeah. Uh, mob boss, crime boss. Why are those two kingpins different? Yeah, you know that's that's my biggest gripe in this situation because the kingpin and, and as we've seen in, I love the Daredevil the first season for this because mm -hmm. they actually use the version of the kingpin that I've always read and I love. Yeah, yeah, I agree um, with that. Just that brutality and that you're never. It's just that uneasy feeling you get yeah. when you're standing, just standing next to him or even looking him in the eyes. You don't want to look him in the eyes. Yeah, because he's that's he's... who king. He's like a. That's who King Pinnock. He's bear. He's a bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he <laughs> he stands there and he he is a composed wild animal. You can't read his face because you, can, you yeah. can't read his mind. Yeah, because that that standalone that four issue that they did was magnificent. It is, it and was, I've I've talked it's about the killing it. Killing joke. It's the killing joke. For yes. The we should yes. Produce, I, I'm down to put this. Yeah, as a we should do that soon. One yeah, we should review that one because it right. really is one of the best told stories for a villain that gives you all the nuance of the background and all the it's just so well done it's so well done yeah. anyways i we, we won't go into it right now because we have yeah, this tangents to, this to finish but, but uh but that's it yeah any final thoughts on the comic we just read guys dumpster trash no <laughs> <laughs> um i i would say if you're gonna read into the spider-verse and the spider-verse story arc you have to read this because you need to understand certain aspects of it. Mm. So if you're a Spider-Man hey, fan, that's true. Yeah, if you're a Spider-Man fan, I mean, I'm going to tell you to read this even if you're not going to read that because it's just interesting. Like we said, Slot wrote this in a way that as a fan, you'll get annoyed, but when you look into it deeper, and I mean, Dave, you can admit, as a fan, this drove you crazy. Oh yeah. But when you look into it deeper, there are minute aspects and, and like things that are being done that are interesting. Well, like in hindsight, like to be honest, like you know, I've been ripping it because I'm just telling people I think the initial thoughts that someone would have. It's it, in hindsight, there is still mini hooks, mm -hmm. but just as someone who, and I think it's more 
like I said, I think it's more because of the characters you decide to choose. Mm-hmm. As someone who's who has likes his rogue gallery, yeah. I feel like there's it could have been other people. Yeah. Um, in hindsight, and I don't want to take away from yours, I'm gonna just wrap up my opinion real quick. Oh, go ahead. Uh, five point five on ten. It does technically okay. get a pass. Uh, it does not get a strong pass for me because as my personal, mm-hmm. it, it hits on a lot of negatives. Yeah, I'm giving it a 7 on 10. Uh, I think that, like I said, for me, one of the things I liked about it is that when Slot wrote it, and I like like you, I initially read it and thought, this is so stupid. Uh, but then I, when I realized, and I, we mentioned it today, when I realized that this was secretly a amazing Spider-Man story within the superior Spider-Man story, uh, at least this first arc, um, I was just like, well done. Well done, because I, I get what you're doing here. You're still telling me a Peter Parker story. It's just that Peter Parker is taking a back seat in the first issue, hmm. and, and then which which I yeah, which I, yeah seven on ten, Tobes. Uh, I'm gonna split mine up into two sections here. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Issue one, two, three, eight yeah. on ten. Yeah, that's fair. That's issue fair. four and five, I'm gonna say five point five on ten. Yeah, it would have maybe gotten a six point five if I hadn't seen. Uh, this whole coca-cola advertisement yeah yeah (laughs) whatever 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 this is if you just took that out and made it someone else who sent out a psychopathic killer i might have given it a higher score but it did seem like a reach it seemed like a reach to get doc to shoot someone and then to have a cliffhanger Mm, could have been written better i don't know if they were on a crunch or a deadline or something and he's just like fuck add this let's go yeah corporate america we'll make make up for it we'll make up for it in issue six Yeah, 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 yeah yeah um so yeah with that said overall it's probably close to a 6.75. Uh, <laughs> you just scrape it for the extra points. It's a great story. And I, and I think everyone just be, as a Spider-Man fan should read it anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's it. And I'll also put, I, I I completely agree with what Toby said. I think if it was, I think if the last two issues were different, I would have gotten it, given it a higher score, like closer yeah, to that's fair. a 6.5 or a 7. Yeah, uh, same. I mean, this, it, the 7 for me is because, like I said, but that has more to do with 1 through 3. No. Um, yeah. So, you know, those are our thoughts, guys. That's And that's the end of the show, guys. That's oh. uh, that's. Right. Well, we thank you very much for tuning in. Dave, give them the rundown of where they can find everything in anything squared-idea.com. Thank you very much for that. That, that was a nice like send off. Um, <laughs> uh, well, you can find everything on our website, which is www.squaredidea.com. You could see our future projects that we're expecting. You could get to know us that way. You could definitely see some extra art. Then you could go to Patreon, research Squared Idea, the Fathom Squared Idea Trinity, and I believe you'll find it right away. Uh, we also have a Facebook hashtag. When I'm, uh, again, yeah, IT, Facebook. So Facebook.com slash slash, you know, Squared Idea. Uh, again, sorry for that mess up. I'm not IT versed well. <laughs> and yeah, and honestly, if you ever have questions or you're curious about, you know, if you're an artist, whether you're an artist being a writer or whether you're an artist drawing or just trying to get your foot through the door in some way to try and get your your thoughts or ideas out there, you're more than welcome to to contact us. We're we're on the on the starting the rise on that. We're starting to get our feet a little bit wet, and we'll try They're and like you a up with San Francisco incubator. Exactly, get your ideas running. <laughs> Dope. Thank you, Dope. And yeah, we have we have artists that are, are want we have artists that want writers and we have writers that want artists. So That's please awesome. reach out. Toby, abstract. Yeah, and you actually you started this out by saying dash squaredidea.com is oh, square squared dash idea. idea. Yeah. Just that I let people know. <laughs> and for me it's just at that fit dude. Uh not sure what I'll be posting on my Instagram yet since <laughs> I've been on the hiatus for like what over a year, almost two years now. <laughs> 
but you can find me on there and uh, on my SoundCloud at 186. There you go. That's it. And then thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another episode of, or sorry, another issue of That's Canon. We'll be back sometime soon, so make sure to subscribe. Uh, The podcast will be available on almost all platforms, but also, most importantly, just go to the website, frankandarmstrong.com, and under podcast, you have the option to listen to That's Canon and Geektastic Cypher. Both of them are there and available. If you want to hit us up on Instagram or Twitter, you can do so. That's at a strong Franklin. We just ask that you hashtag That's Canon so that we see that that message is directly for that show. And if you guys have any other information or questions you can always just hit us up on the website we have the contact us section that is there uh, on facebook it is facebook.com slash franklin armstrong d-o-t-c-o-m and i'm brian doc holiday you can follow me on instagram at brian h-o-l-i-d-a-e that's the show guys thank you so much for tuning in we'll be back soon uh-huh.